Hello and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you were joined by myself, Drew, and my good mate, Phil. Unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here this week. He's actually busy ordering something from Danos Direct. Anyway, on with the show, Mr. Phil, how are you? Phil would be really well, thank you, Mr. Drew, and you would be well as well, I hope. I am well as well. Excellent. Well, that's good. Well, yes. Well, yeah. Cool. Well. Well. Anyway. Anyway. On with the show. <laughs> on with this show, indeed. What have we got today, Mr. Drew? Today we've got a little bit of a recap. We, we've had a busy week, haven't we? Quite a busy week, indeed. And by busy week, I mean, of course, that we had one day where we actually did something together. Did a lot. We actually did a lot in there. We did. Um, had a very, very, very big day last Thursday, the day this show went out to you all. Um, and we, that was, we went up to the Blue Mountains again with um, Young Sarah Moon. We did indeed. We also took the chance to catch a fantastic self-made double feature. Indeed we did. Uh, what did we see in that double feature? We saw us. Yes. And we saw Dumbo. We certainly did. Now, what we're going to do for you... Um, is we're gonna we're gonna give each film the the due respect it deserves. Indeed. Um, in that we're going to split the discussion across two episodes. That's right. It's not quite a back to back like we had uh, to start the year or to end the year. I, I can't remember which way we did it. Yeah. Whatever we did, the end of uh, season one, um, end of season podcast. I should say. Mm. What we've got for you then today is a review of us. We will probably try and double in some uh, detail of, of what we did on our adventures. We'll we'll see where we get to. We'll see where we go. I promise you that there will probably be some spoilers in this. So There's going to be a lot of spoilers. If you want to see us stop listening now, hopefully it still gives us the, uh, uh, I guess point to say that you've seen or listened to the podcast because that's what we're all about no not really um (laughs) but uh yeah there'll be a lot of spoilers in this this is a review of us on the basis that we've seen it so yes so for those of you unaware us is a new horror film from jordan peele known better for his comedy work as part of the comedic duo key and peele Mm -hmm. Uh, was it last year we got his feature debut? 20, or two years ago now? It was 2017 yeah. it was. It was, wasn't it? We His first horror film, Get Out. Indeed, Get Out. And what a breakout hit that was for oh, right. Jordan Peele. It, it certainly came out of left field and it mm. was a very pleasant surprise. Something that really caught our attention and the attention of mm-hmm. many horror enthusiasts, many film enthusiasts who simply were not prepared for what they saw. Indeed, and and as a plane flies overhead, um, as as good as Get Out was, it also did a very difficult thing, I think, for Jordan Peele. Probably something that he's happy to contend with and happy to try and um, uh, deal with throughout his directorial and creative life now. But he has a lot to live up to based off of Get Out. Because Get Out Out was not just, as, as you say, not just a hit for horror fans and fans of film in general. Is a great film for everyone. Everyone loved it. People that don't really like that genre or don't really care or I didn't really think would care about it or it find caught, interest. It caught them. Everyone loved it. Yeah. Such a great film because it was just so interesting and refreshing. The fact that it got him an Oscar. Yeah. That just... Straight out of the park. Horror movies very rarely take sure. Oscars. Well, yeah. And, and look, it, because it was so interestingly well written and it was mm. also... I, I mean, 
Um, not that I'm into the whole cater for the um, kind of the, the flavor of the month or not flavor of the month, but the get on the sympathy train kind of thing. Yes. You know what I mean? As oh, in yeah. Having, again, like a black black lead role and everything like that and it all basing around this character in a very different role, not just kind of like a... I think we're very jaded after Black Panther. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but this film did a really good job in that it had a strong lead character that definitely wasn't pandering for the or towards the minority lovers. I, th- I, I think I think he almost did it as a means of hooking in an audience because mm. it's not. It, it is what the movie's about, and yet it's also not. Yeah, it, it, I, exactly. There, there is something far more sinister at play there. A hundred percent, hundred percent, and 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 I loved it because it was just so refreshing to just have I guess a black lead where the whole issue in some ways was that he was black but also that he wasn't that he was just a bloody guy that was just there dealing with this bullshit yeah he was an interesting character for that reason I, I really loved it and it's funny despite the fact that a lot of the movie draws onto the fact that he was yeah black it didn't matter because we didn't see him as black no we didn't I... see him as black we just it wasn't the issue again he was like what the hell's the issue I saw him as one of the greatest horror tropes of all time. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And that essentially is the theme of his sophomore hit, Us. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It it was, yeah. Now, to give you guys a brief, I call it brief, it's a synopsis courtesy of Flickster's Rotten Tomatoes thingamabob. Movie info. Accompanied by her husband, son, and daughter, Adelaide Wilson returns to the beachfront home where she grew up as a child. Haunted by a traumatic experience from the past, Adelaide grows increasingly concerned that someone or that something bad is going to happen. Her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers de- descend upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the masks come off, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. Yeah. So basically, it's a family being attacked by their own doppelgangers. Exactly. Um, I mean... Sorry, I'm just closing my window. Um, (laughs) Okay, so this film, I think, does a really good thing, but it also does a really bad thing as well. It gets going really fast. Yep. Um, We... I'm not actually didn't look at the time or the clock, but uh, it felt like we got to the doppelgangers massively fast. Like it felt quick. We saw an introduction. We saw an introduction as a child, her as a child, being a completely disruptive, stupid child wandering off from her parents. Yep. Um, We saw them then in their holiday house uh, in the same town at what is it, Santa Monica, Santa Barbara? I can't remember where they were. Basically at the oh, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Know. Yeah, Santa Cruz. Yeah. Back at the same place where she had the trouble as a child. Somehow she's never brought up the haunting that she experienced as a child mm. with her husband or her children. And she's now at this holiday house and she's now feeling a bit... I argue that that makes sense now, actually. Her never telling him. Um, it now makes so much more sense. But so we were a little bit frustrated going through the movie because we certainly felt like there were a lot of seemingly dumb decisions being made. Look, uh, uh, um, 
we'll, we'll get to why it all kind of makes sense in the same sort of realization. If you're not planning on seeing the movie and you are listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, yep. if you have seen the movie now and you are listening to this, you can always come back to this episode, of course. Um, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to later on why yep. this stuff makes sense. But before getting to that, I think it's a I, I think it's a bit cheap still. I, I'm I'm annoyed by us a little bit. It's a bit because <laughs> it, it's a bit cheap in what it, it expects you to to believe because based on what happens later on it, it, it expects you to, to understand all this stuff now and go oh that makes sense as to why they could get away with that thing that i really hate which is where they have stupid decisions lead to stupid things which therefore that's okay because now we have an answer for that now i i, I as much as it makes up for it what happens later on it's still cheap it is cheap but i've decided i'm also okay with it because I think its purpose isn't to be cheap. I think the purpose was to keep you thinking after you left the cinema. And it certainly did that. We've still been, we're still talking about it a week later. But I don't know how good it was. I think it is good though. That's like, every time I decipher another little bit of it, I'm like, oh, that's genius. Okay. And yes, it probably should allow you to work that out in the time frame of the movie rather than mm. having to walk no, away from it. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with, with, with that part of it, I have no problem with having to work it out later. I think films that make you think about it for a long time after and go, oh, shit, I got it. Yeah. And feel a little bit like, should I or could I have worked that out during the film? Or was it just me taking a long time? Or but all was of I that has, has been us during the week. Yeah, we, but that's a good thing. Yeah, a film that makes yeah. you think like that and try and work out whether I could have been smart enough to work it out mm. at the time or not. That's a good thing. That makes That's a good film because it really makes you think. Yeah. It's almost doing what a book does. It's really making you think yeah. and enjoy it and, and work it out. This film, though, is taking a lot of... It's preying on that being the case. It's almost being too smart for what it is, I think, in that, again, it's trying to prey on that idea that, no, 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 you're going to go back and think later and go, ah, you see how yeah. you, the stupidity of this movie, you see how the stupidity of it? No, that was in context stupidity. Like, I think it's almost... It's Jordan Peele being too smart and too in tune with his audience that he's cheating what could be the story into being what it is. So damn clever. Yeah, it is. But again, I don't know if it's... Anyway, so let's go on on from there. We're back at where she started off from as a child again on a family holiday with a new family and they meet the um, family friends or something like that who are just outrageous, awful kind of typical upper middle class white assholes well upper class white yeah. assholes yeah with their asshole children um asshole stepmother i think or no, mother, mother mother and then asshole kind of twin daughters not giving a shit father so there we go so that that's what we see yeah. of them anyway then we're at the house that night um she's still frightened about being there she finally decides to tell that night she decides to tell her husband why she's so afraid of being there and that she wants to go home. and she wants to go home so that then the husband goes okay in the morning we're leaving we're going home it's fine again she could have settled this and they couldn't have gone there in the first place they could have gone somewhere completely bloody different but anyway they end up in the exact same yep uh place okay so then uh she says goodnight to the, the children um their son and their what they're like about nine-year-old son or something like that yeah and their teenage 16 year old daughter we'll say yep. um yep. and then um the power goes out in the house of course it does. And again, this is what I mean by the film gets started really quickly. Mm. The son or something? Yeah, the son comes in and goes, there's a family in our driveway and they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Mm, yeah, no. The dad goes and well, they go look out the window and it's 
a family in the driveway. Just the silhouettes of this family in the driveway standing there. Yeah. Same silhouettes as what they have, of course. Not that they twig on straight away. No. But the silhouette of the family looks very similar to theirs because they are their doppelgangers. They're they us. They are us, exactly. Okay. And then it kind of goes in a million miles an hour for a little bit and they and, get absolutely in touch with who these people are. It gets completely scatterbrained, I find. Like, yeah, it, just, it certainly does. Just, Do you want to take it from there where what, what we encounter next so the, so they have they have a, a very elongated altercation with the doppelgangers across the house um and then escaping out of the house um you kind of get a little bit of an idea of their motives they they plan to come in to replace the family that's about all we know about them and that they're determined to remove the original family they all seem to have red suits on and scissors yeah everyone's in red jumpsuits with um what look like sewing scissors yeah or shearing scissors yeah 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 real big industrial that kind of like scissor kind of thing crafted handles yeah the whole thing's weird uh they get out of the house eventually of course they do um make their way over to the friend's house only and the friends have uh, had a little encounter of their own. Exactly. Now, we, I did not see that coming, did you? I thought it was just going to be them with their own doppelgangers. So did I. No, the friends had doppelgangers too. And that actually, that made me jump when that happened. I was like, wait, what now? Well, I was kind of, I, I, it's funny, sitting there, um, I was not anticipating them to have doppelgangers, but we, we leave... The original family, we leave, um, or the black family, we leave them yeah. escaping their house in a boat. We know that, you know, one or some of them have been killed, yeah. the doppelgangers, and but we know that there's some still alive. We see them still alive yep. and then take off and they just disappear into the forest kind of thing. Mm. So we're at the friend's house and I was expecting maybe one of the black doppelgangers so to was be I yeah. but it wasn't it was the white one they had their own and it was what? like and then that, that that was something that was never revealed in a trailer or anything like that no. I don't think so, thank uh, so goodness we'll just, yeah so it just added a whole new twist and element to it like oh there's more to this than what we thought yeah it also featured the strangest use of all time of the Beach Boys Good Vibrations oh yes that song is now forever changed in my head <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I would never have put that into a horror movie, but okay. No, but it worked. And call the poli- call the police. <laughs> call the police. Playing the police. Roxanne by the police. <laughs> oh god! So does that was excellent. Um, oh. Yeah. Look. So so then we face them, and then from there they decide to take off and uh, yeah head off into the sunset kind of thing. But not really. They're heading. It's amazing it takes them all night then to get to... Back into town, Back really. into town, Santa Cruz. Yeah. And the beach again where it all kind of kicked off. And then they have a, a bit of an altercation. The son gets taken by mm. the doppelganger mum. Mm. And then uh, the mum follows the doppelganger mum and the son to go and find the son again and kill the doppelganger mum. Yeah. Basically. Well, I mean, it, 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 that's kind of what happens. But it's what we learn is what's interesting. It's very story-based. It's not about the set pieces. The set pieces are almost inconsequential yeah. to the rest of it because you are, you were there for the plot. Yeah. Which isn't a really common thread in a horror movie. Horror movies don't generally make you think they're there to... No. They're there to shock 
you in some way. What I what I really found interesting, it, it, I think it was at that point. Okay, now that's major twist or, or major spoilers here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I I wondered about the the big twist, and then you I'm, you went and said it. And I, I was whispered like, it you know to you, what? and yeah. I said, I yeah. think the mum swapped. I think as a child, yeah, the mom. So at the very start, we see the scene and the the daughter. They're at a, the fun fair, and the daughter goes into one of those like kind of mirrored rooms. You know, those hall those, of mirrors. Yeah, hall of mirrors, and the lights go off in there, and then she's slowly backing away towards what looks like a mirror, and her reflection in it turns out it's not a reflection. It's her. It's a second her. It's it's her doppelganger as a child, and they. Well, that's all we see, and then we see the daughter is at a um, uh, a, a counselor, or the parents are seeing a counselor saying she doesn't talk anymore, she doesn't feel like our daughter anymore. Something something's changed yeah. about her. We 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 you think about all this stuff, you then see it happen again. They replay mm. it for you all and everything like that. And 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 before that, I'd whispered again uh, before we saw this for a second time. I'd whispered to Drew. I think they swapped as children. Yes. And uh, as it turned out, they had. And that's why, again, at the very, very start of the movie, when we saw the family, all four of the family members, the doppelgangers of the family members, the silhouette mm. standing the driveway, and they have their altercation, and they break into the house, and they sit them all down. They only all the, sit only down the, the mother room. can talk. Only the mother can talk. And it's because the mother could talk as a child. She was a normal child. But then obviously they swapped, so therefore then... And the, the doppelgangers can't speak. ...couldn't talk. None of them could talk, so therefore the daughter couldn't talk. And so I guess since she was only a child when this happened, she had enough time to relearn how to talk and everything like that and to grow up as a normal person and have a normal life. And she intentionally swapped. She wanted yeah. to escape from exactly what felt like an insane asylum for her. Exactly. And, and because the world that somehow all these doppelgangers live in, which was underground underneath the fun park, there are millions of these doppelgangers, and Drew and I can only assume that it's for everyone that goes to the fun park yeah. gets a doppelganger, I guess. Yeah. Or is there one for every person in the world? I don't know. But um, United across America. Yeah. So then, so at the time, this was showing around the time of the Hands it? Across America. Yeah. What was it? 1986 or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So around the time of this, the daughter had a T-shirt on before she got swapped, mm. which had Hands Across America. So when they swapped. Her t-shirt was put up on the wall kind of thing, and she was the only one that could talk. Yep. They showed the daughter doing dances and everything like that in the hallways of this other world, underground world, because she was a human, and they said something about how you can recreate the body, you can't recreate the soul. Mm. So the person down there was had the soul, the mother up on the ground didn't have a soul, she just learnt as a body how to talk again and love again and all that sort of stuff. So she mm. became a human. Um... And and the the big kind of crescendo is that then the the real mother that was down underground that could talk that came back to get her life back that kind of led this crusade by all the underground people to be human again um, or to take the place of those underground uh, above ground and become mm. the humans on the surface because it's their time. It's her way of surface. setting herself free. Exactly. Um, she dies. She yeah. She's killed. She gets killed. I, so. I was reading a bit, uh, an interview with Jordan Peele about it, mm -hmm. about how he knew that the twist had to happen because the message needed to be that we are essentially our own worst enemy. 
Yeah. The, and, and the, the, the villain is, is, is us. us. It's I, not. I like that. The villain is us. Yeah. That's true. I, I, the twist definitely had to be there. And I think without the twist... It doesn't work without the twist. Well, it doesn't make sense as to what anything was about at yeah. all. And not only that, though, but it doesn't then attempt to seek forgiveness for no. the stupidity of what happens throughout the movie. Again, the stupidity being that at times they'll be driving along... And then the mother will get out and there'll be one of the doppelgangers standing on the road mm. or something. And then the doppelganger will fly off into a tree or something like that and get hurt. And instead of them just driving off, the mother will jump out of the car with the car keys to go and investigate whether the doppelganger had died or not. And then being somewhat... And we, and we thought a lot of that was rather dumb. Very stupid. But it... That's forgivable in the sense of that's... It is relatively forgivable. In the sense that that's... As, as her... We think at this point that she is just an above ground normal person. Really, she's the below ground person. So therefore, that's her child that she's seeing die. Mm. I guess, even though she didn't birth those ones, because the doppelganger, sorry, the real mother that was then swapped and now was underground or had been underground all this time, yeah, spoke in her weird voice of having like a deranged child and everything like that, mm. giving birth to a deranged child. So that idea that the mother who God, how do we describe this? The plain clothed woman, the normal one, yeah, felt attachment to the red suited ones. Yeah, doesn't make sense because there's no connection there because that's not her children. She didn't birth those children. That's not her children. Her children are, despite the fact that she really is the no soul one. Maybe one because she was around. born of that world, she doesn't want to see death come to the children of that world. Maybe. I, I don't know. Or, I don't know. Or, just, or maybe she's determined to see that they do die because she doesn't want them to come back. It's a little bit up for interpretation. It, it is. And again, that's that's my gripe with it is I that... need to watch it again. I know, we do, because we, we are realising so many things and thinking about so many things. But again, my gripe with it is, though, that this is doing the unforgivable sin. It, it's doing something really... It's trying to be really clever in that it's trying to tread on or, you know, um, tightrope on the line of mm. do the unforgivable thing, which is to be stupid and therefore that makes stupid decisions be okay, Yeah, which is never the case. Um, but this movie's treading on it in the case that, oh, no, but because she's simple, she's not really of that world. That's why she's an idiot. Right? Like, that forgives it, right, guys? That's what I think happened. That's what I can almost see Jordan Peele doing, being like, writing it, going, no, 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 this is good, because that gets me out of this difficult situation. That gives me the bit of intensity by being able to do something really stupid and therefore create um, in immense pressure. It. Yeah. But it's because she's stupid. And, ju again, justifying the stupidity. Yeah. I don't think it... I don't think it sells it enough. I don't think it counts. And I don't think it gets away with it. And that's what annoyed me by it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it was really uh, good. It was really good, but there's just too many stupid... And not even the mother. There is no justification for... There's a scene in the movie where the daughter... They get. They finally go and they steal the neighbor's car. They get the car keys and shit like that. And they're in the neighbor's car. And they're about to drive off. Yeah. The mother gets to the door. And then the she's daughter's the sitting daughter. in the driver's seat. And it's like, okay, you need to move so we can drive. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to drive. Move the fuck out of the way. What are you doing? Why are you wasting time? What if one of the things came at that moment? Which they then did because you're wasting time arguing about who's driving. Why would the daughter who doesn't have a license 
ever drive? Why would the daughter ever assume in that moment that I should be the one that drives? And she then justifies it by, oh, no, dad has a sore foot and mum, you're bleeding. Yeah, what are you doing driving? You're just like, the, there is no explanation to that level of stupidity. It almost felt like it was trying to be a moment of comic relief of, oh, family debate or family arguments. <laughs> but it's like not at this moment, not when we're all on the edge of our seats. Stress. Would you do that? So there was very stupid things, which again, some of them you can say. Can you imagine oh, watching watching them take twenty seconds for her to unbuckle herself, get out, rebuckle herself in the back seat, and the mum having to get herself? With the, I I could see that. But I don't this think is, the daughter should have been there at all. Where, no, she shouldn't. But how else would the car have got there? Because it was in the driveway. They walked down the stairs. It was a keyless entry key. So they all got into the car. They got down, yeah, mum got down there with the car key, yeah. waiting for the mum. Yeah. Why would the daughter be there ever? Yeah, and why yeah. would they? Why would the husband not have said something until the mum got to the car, then finally go, hang on, you should be in the back. Why are you sitting there? It's like, why wouldn't you say that when you're getting into the car, would you not say, get out of the driver's seat? But I, somehow... I think the dad is just a pushover with the kids. Yeah, but not in a situation like that. Uh... He just murdered someone with the boat engine. He, that happened as well. He did. You notice how he's driven to that point at every turn in here. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to leave. So he's driven to the point of like, mm -hmm. oh, fine, we'll go. He doesn't want to deal with the people standing out the front. Oh, fine. I'll I'll, I'll go talk to them. Mm. Just don't call the police. I'll talk to them. They're not going anywhere. Oh, fine. I'll get the baseball bat. I'll handle it. Yeah. It, it, again, it's, it's just this interesting, this interesting character development and interesting characters because they all, he's just long suffering. And, and then, and then when he suffers, he just moans. Oh, oh, my leg. Oh, I kill Every two. Time he's I kill two. So therefore I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. When the, when they have the kill count. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it felt like out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that is still only counts as one. I, look, uh, it's good. The film is great. And it is, I do it is a watch really, it again. really good film. Just I there don't are think, some unforgivable I, moments. Exactly. And because of that, because for me, unforgivable moment number one is you can't do something stupid and expect to get... Just in order for a story to progress, you need to do... So, a character has to change... Not change who they are, but just do something fucking stupid and annoying and ridiculous just for the story to progress that's forgivable moment un uh, most most unforgivable thing you know in a film and it happens a lot in this movie it does but again because Jordan Peele feels he can justify it and I can totally understand what he I, I totally get what he's oh, doing oh yeah you, you see the thought process and it in works that the, the, it's trying to make this idea and build your reputation or your uh, they're meant to build the mother's reputation and mm. build your opinion of her that she's an idiot. Why is she such an idiot? Uh, because she's not really a human with a soul. She's actually the person from underground. You totally see well, what she, she's well, doing. She, well, she is a human with a soul. She's just not the soul you think she is. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, that was one of the most interesting parts. When you get to the end and you're like, holy shit. She wasn't afraid of going back because she'd be haunted by that moment in her childhood she's afraid of going back because, because that's she's where... scared she'll she'll come across the original her mm. and get pulled back down to the basement and the actual her will get out again she's scared of facing what she did as a child not that she's scared of the same mm. thing occurring she's not scared of the trauma she's scared of what 
she herself inflicted. And it's like, holy shit. What like, is the world? That is a good twist. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, that is a good twist. Again, the movie is a good movie. It's got interesting things about it. And it keeps you... Things about the it. fact that we're, we're able to talk like this about it now, I think it has enough in it to keep the conversation going. Yeah, because it's an interesting... And Get Out had that film. quality. Exactly. The fact that, what, nearly two years on, we're still, still talking about it and still oh. considering things about it. And, and, and it's funny, the debate still rages on... Was it slightly funny, or was it not meant to be funny at all? And I still stand by it. it was meant to be a fun. It was meant to have. I think it was meant funny. to be funny. Like it was not meant to be a funny movie, which it wasn't. It was meant to have funny elements in it. Again, yeah. the friend and his comments in there, like talking about how I'm TSA. This is in Get Out. Yeah. You know, I, I you know never don't mess with the TSA kind of yeah. thing. Like that that <laughs> black friend kind of thing. That was funny, played by a funny actor. Like, yeah. That was the point of it, but people argued, no, it's not meant to be funny at all. Well, it's meant to be his black. The, no, it's not meant to be black. He's a comic relief character. It was funny. Not not necessarily horror comedy, but I think some of the best horror has good comedy in it because it works at, like a tightrope act. Yeah, and again, so, and it's also just a well-written thing where you yeah. get away with timely comedy well, in it. Well, think about it. Obviously, Shaun of the Dead is a horror comedy, but as far as horror goes, it's pretty terrifying in parts. Yeah. Um, like that moment where they look over the fence and you just see the Winchester and you just see all the zombies in their path yeah. and like you know you're going upstairs and yeah. you, you're going up there and you're seeing what's his name what's the guy's name upstairs Pete oh, yeah. you go upstairs and Pete's in the shower and it's just like oh like it, yeah. it's horrifying or um, so the, it kind of horror it's more thriller but Secret Window wonderful Stephen King adaptation with Johnny Depp it has I haven't seen all of that. I, I, oh, I love it. I'm so annoyed that I haven't seen it because it was on TV late one, one night. And I was we'll, have to, we'll have to sit and yeah, watch please. it because they're, it's a really clever film, but there's a lot of humorous parts in it. Like, there are some lines that only Johnny Depp could deliver mm-hmm. that just make me burst out laughing every time I see it. But then you go to the horror side and you're like, holy shit, that's terrifying. Or even It. How funny were the interactions between the kids in It? Yeah, again, it, it was it's just, so funny. Yeah, and again, it, it's one of those. It's it's it. You can tell it's a well written movie because it gets away with comedy in a. But it needs. But it needs it. There needs to be an outlet. Yeah. It, it needs to have a juxtaposition, otherwise it doesn't quite sit well. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we get a little taste of that when we go see another horror film this evening. Exactly. Uh, for those of you out there listening tonight, we are going to go see. Pet Cemetery. Exactly. And of course, by that means by the time uh, that's tonight, us recording, not tonight, you listening to this on yes. Thursday or whenever you listen You'll to You'll actually be waiting a couple of weeks for our review, which is okay. I don't think um, viewers will no. be uh, it gives you determined a chance on us. Yeah, and it gives you a chance to make up your own opinion on it as well. Um, okay, so looking at Jordan Peele's two films, Get Out and yep. Um, Us. Yep fair to compare the two or is it right to compare them and not compare them but see them as two different films written by the same person two different films written by the same person I apparently it's part of a three film thing that he's trying to make but I don't know I, I think they're very independent films I did notice that they were incredibly similar I, I can absolutely see what Jordan Peele's writing style is and yep. I love it and yep. I love I, I mean that even to the level of yep. both Get Out and us both started with kind of a classic song playing or like a real kind of um uh, mm. or, not orchestral but um what is it a, a choir singing or like chanting some sort of song to then getting to a very modern sort of song playing in the background 
I noticed that that happened a lot. And again, that real kind of um, like in Get Out, it started with uh, the idea of, of, of well, not started, but the, the early part of it with the credits and everything like that was showing like a forest theme or like just yep. wishing past this forest. Something about just connecting back to nature and what that reduces all of us back down to in our basic form. Mm. Um, again, not not that this is comedy in any way, but do you, the thing I pick up with him is observational humour. Mm-hmm. But, but then put in but, to the context of a film. Yeah, but very much so. So obviously, for those of you that ever watched Seinfeld, Seinfeld, like the man himself, his comedy act is based on observational humour. Mm-hmm. And that is finding, finding the funny things in watching people and what people do. And I always found that to be a staple in Key and Peele. When you watch Key and Peele, it is all observational humour. All their sketches are based around what they've seen in the world around us. And he's taken that sensibility and applied it to horror. So yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of funny, but it's more about the fact that what we are watching is human behaviour mm-hmm. through his eyes. And that's what Get Out was. Mm. And that is 100% what Us is. And I, I, what I, I love so much about this is that he's a comedy writer and you can definitely tell that, and it, it, yep. it's true in fact that comedians have to be some of the smartest people on the planet because they, they have to be able to observe life differently to how everyone else sees it. Again, mm. especially if you're doing observational humor, yeah. you have to be able to see life from a different aspect that you live. And, and again, to then see a com- comedy writer put it into horror is fantastic because it's just it's just something that we don't so, see no and it's so it's relatable it's relatable and and very yeah and again like i i i, I guess the comedy aspect of it comes out in us through the father i think the father's i guess mm. the com- a comedic relief here because he is, he's yeah. you know very oh, okay i'll do it and but also it's real life and you're seeing real life take this what would you do and how would you react to seeing what you see in this again it's not they're not all gung-ho in the sense that they see someone saying the driveway and they then mm. run out and do something about it no they call the police first the police do nothing about it so therefore they have to do it and they don't want to and the dad doesn't want to have to go out there and, no. and deal with them but then he's like okay okay i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and then he runs back inside as quick as he can he runs yeah. back inside like it's real life this is yeah they're real people. They're not movie characters. These are real people in this movie and this setting. And that's it, what I loved about it. And the same thing happened for Get Out. It did, the yeah. same. He was a real guy, shit scared of a situation that he was in, and he couldn't work yeah. out if it was fucked up or not. And they, and they were all very, very real in Get Out. I always loved the fact that in Get Out, the um, what's actually happening in the town had been happening for some time, but that it passed down the male line mm-hmm. that it was her father and her brother that mm-hmm. were doing this but that it had come from his father yeah and yet when you look at their immediate family the mother is clearly the one in charge yeah even though she's come into the fold but she's, she's not yeah. at all like it's not her family it's not like they're related no the father is the one doing this he's passed it on to his mm. son but the mum is absolutely the one in mm. charge of that household and this is the same thing again, where it's yeah. the woman in charge of the house. And of course she is. Look at what she did to survive. Of course she's the one running the household. Yeah. But I find it absolutely The husband's married into this, this world and is now caught up in this world, which otherwise wouldn't have been his problem, although it would have been his problem. But yeah, I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. 
I yeah. like how it is. It, it tends to revolve for some reason or somehow around the mum in this case. I, I also quite liked in Get Out how, how well the girlfriend played the Two-Face character in Get Out. You know, the fact that the, the, the girlfriend she did it was... so well. ...was absolutely on his side and then suddenly she's not. The second I, I remember feeling feeling it, I, the second it hit. he turned to her going, come on, and, and she was fumbling and then she slowed down the fumble. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That oh, moment of, shit. oh my God. Before she said anything, it was like shit we know what's about and yeah. then it happened and you're like no no like, no, oh my God, no. He, he is royally fucked and now. she you had no idea that she was you had no one no one had any she idea she plays it so well oh, oh and then goosebumps moment. just thinking yeah. about it oh but then uh, in, in us 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 was a different sort of Different sort of Thank movie. goodness, though, because it makes it... I don't want to compare the two. I, I want to compare movie to movie, but I don't want to compare going, well, this movie did it this way and this movie did it this, that way. Yeah, this movie They're had not its, the same. No, Thank this goodness. movie had its kind of big kind of, um, oh, my God moment. This yeah. One, when was this one's oh, my God moment? No, it, it wasn't about that at all. This one was about making you think about it long after. Yeah, it was a slow burn. Yeah. I love that the ending is a slow burn. And, and the end, that end, not the Hands Across America end mm. shot, but the end shot of them in the car, and where the, the mother and the yeah. son look at each other and they have the realisation and the kid pulls the mask back down. Yeah. Oh, that is just, it was such a powerful mm. thing. I, I, and I said this about Get Out when Get Out came out. I was like, I bet years to come, this will be a high school text. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. for the senior part of high school, I reckon this will be an English text. I, I also like totally the, see it. I also like the fact that now Jordan Peele's done two things. Okay, sure, both movies had violence in it, but Get Out wasn't really Get Out wasn't really about the violence. That was more what what um, Us was about. Us was about the the the, the beating up and the hacking and the slashing and the violence and the you know, break that, break this. Us was more... I mean, Get Out was more about the... the mental side of it. The make-you-think side of it. In the movie, but not after the movie. See, that's what... These movies are just so different. It's, It's weird. Get Out was meant to make you think really hard in the movie, with not much violence in it until you kind of get to the end. Us was meant to be make you think all the way through... And instead had... Uh, sorry, not not think really hard yeah. in it and had lots of violence in it and yeah. then you think after it. Yeah. They, they kind of... They have the same ingredients just flipped and, and played differently. Ah, I love it. I, it the, the, what's next? What's next for Jordan Peele? What what if, if it is part of three, what's next? Who knows? But, you know, I like the idea of not knowing. I like the idea that this will take us by surprise. Mm-hmm. But... Certainly, I, do you remember how we didn't know too much about us? We just had a vague idea of a couple of people that were in it. They, 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 said, they said Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke mm-hmm. were going to star in it. That was all we, mm-hmm. we kind of knew. And then a trailer just dropped. And, and of the trailer, and we saw like, that it was... <gasps> I, I, again, I love the idea that the trailer was them. Yeah. It was them. It was, it was us. It was yeah. doppelgangers of it's themselves. Us. And that's all we saw and that's all we knew about it. We didn't know anything that's else That's all we needed it. to know. Yeah. We, we didn't need it. And, and even when they released another trailer, it gave nothing away. It just looked 
frightening as all get out, and that was exactly. It. And it was up to us again. Uh, it, again, the trailers, the first trailer of Get Out, which gave nothing away either. Both the trailers mm. make you have to work it out on your own and come up with your own story about it. And that's the best sort of trailer. And we're going to yeah. have a podcast based on this coming up soon um, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. That's based around trailer trailers. Talk. What trailers yeah. do for films? Because the shit thing is when a trailer gives away the whole story, again, um, when we're seeing us... You, you popped to the bathroom and, and Sarah and I were watching the trailers. Pet Cemetery. And trailer for Pet Cemetery came up and I know I know that Pet Cemetery is an old movie and it's And an old book. And an old book. Yeah. And it's what this is just a I mean obviously it's an, a, a readaptation of it. Yeah. yeah, because it has to be it's based on the source material. I think it would be wrong to do something completely different with Yeah. Um, but but for me who's not seen the original Pet Cemetery because <clears throat> I haven't I know the entire <laughs> no shame here. I know the entire story of it because I've seen the trailer and sure yep. they're gonna add bits into it of course they will that's a trailer literally can't be an hour and a half two hours long mm. in the space of a minute and a half but I get the story now I know the story and the best trailers are ones that give nothing away but draw you in like us well, like get out well this is uh, we'll, we'll talk about this more when we get to the trailers but the fact that obviously there's one more avengers movie on its mm -hmm. way and the guys that directed it have openly said by the way most of the footage in there is footage that we shot just for the trailer that's not actually in the movie because mm. we want to give you a trailer but we don't want to spoil a damn thing for you so they literally just shot additional scenes mm. that have nothing to do with the movie just to put in the trailer. I was going to comment on something there, but no, I'm going to save it for... Um, for trailer talk. I'm going to try to save it for the yeah. trailer one. Just stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks, guys. Um, yeah. I can remember that now because we're going to be pre-recording a lot of episodes today <laughs> Quite and a lot. tomorrow. Because, of course, I go traveling from next Thursday, so... You do indeed. Oh. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Um... Yes, so we'll be pre-recording a lot in the next couple of days. But anyway, yes. we wanted to get this one out of the way first uh, because we, we think that it's probably the most relevant. Um, okay, I know we haven't done a film review on it, but... Uh, sorry, as in a, a camera, a filmed review on it. No, we haven't. We can still do our scores here. I'd like to do I, our scores here. I think we I should, yeah. I haven't done a score in a long time. I know, right? And I haven't even thought about it till this very moment now. I thought about it a little about 20 minutes ago. And I gave Get Out a really good score. I can't remember what it was exactly. Give it exactly. like nine yeah, or something. something and we both gave personal it a really... and also technical. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be different. This is going to be different, but uh, see, the shit thing about us is that the shit thing is it's a mixed bag. It's it really makes you think afterwards, and that's really good in a film. It makes you think so hard afterwards, and it had so much good in it. It does. It was an interesting it really story, well-written story. Yeah. But it breaks. The, it, it does the unforgivable thing. Does it? Does it do what Jordan Peele was trying to do, which is make it okay because of the way it was written? I think and it therefore does what it he to. wants it to do, but. But I don't know if he was. If it, I don't know if it does it. Sorry, that's uh, Alright, alright. Uh, what would you give the technical score? Technical score? I'll give it an 8. Um, technically, okay. I'll give okay. it an 8 because it's a sharply written film that really makes you think afterwards, which is a great thing. If a film can do that, that's it is, great. It is very It sharp. isn't... I, I don't think it is... I don't think what, what us has done as an idea has been used too many times in the past. No. I've not seen a film where the, the whole horror of it is 
is that it is them. They are the horror. It That's felt, the scary it felt, thing. It felt like, and and this has been said by a few reviewers as well, but it felt like an extra long episode of The Twilight Zone. It just... Yeah. It's some sort of twisted reality. And, yeah. And it's no, it's no um, shock that, of course, he's producing and hosting the new season of The Twilight Zone. That's it's the right guy for us, it turns out. Yeah. And, and this movie, as a follow-up to his first film... He doesn't he, have the sophomore slump. No, he doesn't. And he, and he attacks something completely different. Instead of being yeah. like, shit, okay, that worked. I'll do the exact same thing again. He's, a, he's attacked a whole different sort of scary movie mm. and executed it incredibly well. This is, on its own, a great movie not paired up with, oh, but it could be in the same universe, potentially, or it's in part yeah. of a trilogy as Get Out. No, no, this is a great movie on its own. It is a great movie. Mm. So I give it an eight. It's well-written, good characters in that the characters are, for the most part, believable. And yep. again, because of the writing, you can justify that they are believable. Mm. They feel like real people with real reactions to situations. And again, because of the writing, yep. justify the stupid moments, I guess. So... Yeah, I give it an eight. And personal, personal. I'll give it a seven because I don't think I. Okay. Full, I don't okay. think I, I don't think I fully fair personally respect those those calls on yep. the stupid things. You can't do the yep. unbreakable thing. I get what he was doing, but it frustrated me too much because too much of the movie pivoted around doing the stupid thing. Yep. Fair enough. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Come on. Okay, look, on a technical level, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. My reasoning is thus that I think the the writing is like 90% there. Yeah. It is very sharp. It is very clever. But there are at least half a dozen moments in that film where I go, this could have been written a little better to mm-hmm. make the whole story click the way it should. It's it's like the train tracks mm-hmm. when, when you go to change the tracks. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fully cut across, and it gets a little bit clunky as you mm. move on to the other track. I, I would That's... agree. Yeah, I would agree in that it does. It. I think it could have given the audience one or two, maybe more obvious. I think hints. There Not... could have been a far more smooth transition from point A to E. Yeah. Because it does. It feels like a five-piece set yeah. when you move across the whole film. But it the... makes the satisfying realization towards the end if you haven't cottoned on earlier yeah or or the um again the justification in your thought that that's exactly what the the outcome was going to yeah. be um nice if there are no hints but i think it could have been nicer if there were a couple a of few hints less. yeah yeah just to make you feel again the stupid yep. moments feel more okay no he's got an answer for it there there is a reason for this being so yep stupid here no it's going to be okay but the fact that none of that happens and i had to almost wishfully think that what the answer was yeah yeah but look it is sharp and what i love i think the most was the acting Mm -hmm. because they're each playing dual roles that are polarizingly opposite Mm -hmm. they all rise to the occasion in there uh fun fact the um the white family the twin girls are actually the baby from friends ross and rachel's baby of as, was, as was told to us by Sarah Moon. Sarah Moon, of course. Yeah. Um, personal review. Yes. I'll give it an eight. Okay. Because I was able, for, for pretty much most of the movie, any little gripes I had, I was able to put to one side because 
I was so in tuned with it. I just, I, it hooked me in from the beginning. Yeah. As soon as she went into the fun house at the beginning, I was like, this is, this is good. This is a good setup. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of setup I would love to be able to write where, where there is a standing, somewhat creepy, but relatively mm-hmm. plain venue that could be the hook for the whole thing. Uh, and, and it was the the film rotates around it and the fact that her son has an interaction with the hall of mirrors as well the i, I do yeah I, I love the fact that that mirrors which is such a normal thing in life yeah are the scary thing because they show us in it and the fact that yeah. us was or doppelganger you an opposite of you was the scary thing in the movie the fact that i have, wanted her, have you ever been through a hall of mirrors no all right, so we're gonna to have to do. I'm a trip gonna end up to... walking through a wall because I'm gonna think it's the way to go, and I'll hit a wall. Well, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do a trip to Luna Park soon. I decided this a few weeks ago. We're doing a trip to Luna Park soon. Sure. Coney Island at Luna Park. I do love Coney Island. Has a Hall of Mirrors. I don't think I've been to the Hall of it's, Mirrors. It's under the big slides. I've never done that one. There's a Hall of Mirrors under the big slides, and I know that my heart starts to pound a little bit when I'm in there. It just, just. I could be something about childhood going in there, but there is something really eerie about it. And I felt like that was a good enough hook to grab me for the whole movie. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I freaked out. It had my attention and I loved the acting and the interactions between the actors. Um, so yeah, eight. And, and to that point, I think we do need to get to our favorite topic of our podcast, Mm -hmm. our usual, our staple, our sick Kent of the week. Yes. Now, I'm drawn here because I cannot remember when Get Out came out, if we gave... Now, see, I think we, we did give him one at some point. Yeah, I think so, too. So, but I also don't think Jordan Peele's the right person to get it. I would actually nominate our lead actress, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, okay, I can, I can do that, because she did a fantastic job. As much as I got annoyed by some of her... But those are, well, ca- those are character decisions. Exactly, that's not her. Exactly, she played it well, though. She plays what she's given, and she's given two very different roles to play. And she nails both of them. And mm. again, even as horrifying as it was seeing her sit opposite herself mm. and give her Once Upon a Time story about this messed up world, Yeah. Oh, that gave me chills, and I was almost like, oh my god! It was, no. like, it was like watching a masterclass no. in Shakespeare when she's giving the story. Yeah, the ones and 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 the way the camera works with both of them, and you see her mm. face take up half that cinema screen like that. Yeah, that just gave me chills. And the, the way, way she delivered it. Uh, yeah, the way she delivered it. She did. did she did a great job and, of delivering that. And that once again, that thing. final shot in the car. Yeah, where the where she has the realization and she just gives that glimpse of a smile at her son. But to know, like, uh, uh, it's like. Yes, you figured it out. Yeah. Let's go. And, let's just, ju- and, and yeah. the mask let's comes back down nothing. and he's ready to continue. And yeah. Oh, I just, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. But yeah, I would nominate her. I she would just, agree. Lupita Nyongo, you are our sick Kent of the week. Absolutely. Congratulations. Um, of course, if you'd like to be on the show and be in the running to win sick Kent of the week, make sure you reach out to us Facebook Instagram, SoundCloud, our personal Facebooks, in person, wherever you are, wherever you are around the world. Of course, because I'm going traveling now, yep. so therefore so, you can reach out to me wherever you are, wherever I am, if you can stop me. Um, so come and find us. <laughs> there has to be a bad pun in this show somewhere. Oh, every week. Of course, of course. Uh, what would we do without them? No, that's accurate. Um, unfortunately. 
Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Mr. Drew. Thank you, Mr. Phil. Until next time. Yep. Well...